Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thank you for listening to the best of Julia Hartley Brewer. Don't forget to catch me live tomorrow morning from 6.30 on DAB, Smart Speaker and online at talkradio.co.uk. Breakfast talk, money talk, business talk, news talk. Hardly Brewer, a stimulating morning shot of unfiltered sanity. Talk radio, set your alarm for the core of the story. Breakfast with Julia Hartley Brewer. The home of common sense, talk radio and talk TV. Good morning to you. It's Monday the 4th of September. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk. Uh, coming up, hundreds of schools still don't know if buildings are safe today amid concerns about collapsing rack concrete as pupils return to classrooms today and tomorrow. At least 500, sorry, 156 schools in England are known to be at risk, but who knows how many more. Meanwhile, 872 migrants crossed the channel in small boats on Saturday, the highest number on a single day this year. And hundreds of council staff are working from the beach. Nice work if you can get it, with a tenfold increase in the number allowed to log in from abroad. And you wondered why no one answered your phone. Now you know. Uh, another pina colada, please. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast.
breakfast. Well, thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. It's going to be a beautiful sunny day. You wouldn't know outside the window. We, we, we've just got fog all over central London at the moment, but uh, hopefully it will improve. I've also got a little bit of fog uh, uh, in, in my head. I've got the, 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 the summer cold lurgy that's going around, uh, mostly our office. Um, so apologies for the slightly uh, throaty voice. I'm doing my Mariella Frostrup impression for the rest of the day. And we'll see how that goes. James Hill is joining me to... Uh, you're just going to have to take over the show at some point. It's just going to go, James. A political correspondent of The Spectator. Good morning, morning. to you. Morning. I'm rather enjoying it. It's quite a Okay, that's of... creepy and weird. But anyway, I'm <laughs> <laughs> enough to be your mother. Um, <laughs> old enough to be everyone's mother. Um, James, uh, so much to talk about. Mm. I know that you, being a political wonk, note the word, political wonk, um, you are obsessed, as all political journalists are, with, oh, I've seen it, Parliament's returning, yeah. MPs are returning, um, there might be a, a, a reshuffle on the Labour front bench mm. following Rishi Sunak's mini reshuffle last week. Oh, it's all very exciting. I'm going to tell you right now, most people could not give two monkeys about this. And I say this as someone who was a political editor for years. This is not going to make a blind bit of difference to a single person in this country's life. Yeah, I suspect we will not see a single point shift in the polls this week as a result of what goes on in <laughs> Don't you find it fascinating, this whole, oh, you know, Rishi Snack's going to, you know, relaunch his premiership. Like, no... I mean, no one knew who was in your cabinet <laughs> and then they don't now. <laughs> I think that that's probably very true. And it's actually because a lot of the issues facing the country are very big and structural. Uh, but we like as political journalists to really heat itself up yeah. and convince ourselves that these personalities really matter. And people are very invested in the future yeah. of the shallow Duluc brief. Yes, exactly. I do. Th well, look, I think a reshuffle among the Labour front bench is relevant when you think on the polls, they're going to be the next uh, next mm. government uh, next time round uh, in a year's time. So uh, we need to know who's going to be in charge. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, our political editor, and with you as well. The thing that is really concerning people, given that most people do have children, and when you get to a certain age, odds are you'll have grandchildren, uh, is, is schools. I mean, mm. you know, you've got 10 million pupils in schools. Hundreds of schools in England, also in Wales and Scotland, Northern Ireland, they were built with this RAC. R-A-A-C, Reinforced Autoclaved Aerated Concrete. Really slips off the tongue, that one, guys. Um, and, um, and they built it in the 50s and 60s. They discovered sometime in the 80s that mm. there was a problem with this. And actually, they're kind of based like an aero bar. So they just looked really solid. But if over the, over the years, it basically crumbles and then anything could happen and it could collapse. We saw a school building collapse. We've seen a hospital building collapse over the years. And then there was a report late 90s. Oh, we probably should do something about these unsafe buildings. Suddenly, a few days before kids are going back to school today and tomorrow, we find out that hundreds of schools may be at risk. 156 schools in England known to be at risk, 104 of which have been told close some buildings or move out, return to remote learning for thousands of pupils. Um, I've been looking up in the cuttings in newspapers. I'd never heard of this stuff, never heard about this risk. I was a political editor at the time of mm. some of these reports. There has been nothing written about any of this. This was kept completely on the quiet. This is a serious issue. It's going to cost billions of pounds to deal with. More kids missing schooling. How on earth has this been allowed to happen? I think that's going to be the big question ministers are asking uh, for the next weeks and months. I mean, this is one of those kind of big structural issues in British politics, which have just sort of rumbled below the surface. Government after government, Labour and Conservative across the UK, four different devolved administrations have put this off. And now the chickens have come home to roost, really. Unfortunately, yeah. just a few days before a school year, one of the first post-Covid after all that disruption in those few years. And I think that it's going to be an issue where ministers will be currently asking, why haven't the Department for Education got a grip on this? Because a survey was put out last night, schools at 8pm 
p.m. on a Sunday night, um, asking for them to actually say, "Have you checked? Done these checks to see yeah. if you've got rack or not?" And I think that you know, leaving this so late does leave questions answers. That said, in the public arena, I've seen very little coverage of this, um, and so I'll be interested to know how exactly this was left at the last minute, yeah. given as we know the school term starts in September. And warning after warning after warning that, that's gone on behind the scenes. I think we're back in, I mean, frankly, other than that, thank God we've not seen the loss of life. Uh, we, we are in Grenfell territory mm. where everyone knows and everyone's thinking, well, I'm, I'm hoping I won't be on duty that day. Good, not pro-. And And we've left, I mean, bearing in mind, I'm not entirely sure this government or indeed any government, I don't believe it would be any different if Keir Starmer had been yeah. in charge the last few years. I think that would be an absolute joke. Of course it wouldn't have been. But the fact that we're quite happy to have all these children living in tower blocks, mm. both privately and, and, and local council owned, which have got clad, unsafe cladding on them for the last three years, four years, was it since, uh, longer than that, five years uh, plus. Six years. Uh, six, is it really? God, 2017, it was, it was a week it was, after that election. Yeah. So there's still loads of buildings with that cladding on. Kids living in this high rise blocks um, and, and they were quite happy for that and they were quite happy for that for years when again they, they, they did know that it was the issue so I'm not, I'm not sure why they're bothered about kids going to schools that could collapse. Mm. We also learned Sunday Times yesterday, we've had a campaign on this, that actually not only have you got, so you've got your ceiling tiles, you know, those little tiles you've got, and we know, we, everyone, you can picture every school mm. building you've been in, unless you went to Eton, but most school buildings look exactly the same. Well, my school buildings, we just, we were, when we weren't in a porter cabin, um, which we sent an entire year in, so I suppose that would have been a safe building. You, you'd just be a safe, who was it who had to have the bucket next to their yeah. desk to catch the rainwater? Because someone thought it was a great idea to build school buildings with flat roofs in a country where it rains a lot. I mean, I mean, mind blowing. Um, you've got your tiles and then you've got apparently you've got your, 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 your rack and then you've got your asbestos. So if the brilliant. So there's loads of asbestos in schools. And, and if, so if, the, if the concrete, the reinforced concrete does collapse, then basically you're going to get exposed to the asbestos. I mean, this is just a litany of horror. It is completely. And again, as I say, it's something that has been sort of delayed and kicked down the can down the road, kick the can down the road. Um, and then one government has to eventually pick up the tab for all of this. Yeah. And it, it, rather than doing it as a staggered approach over many different years, it's doing it with this stage. At least we can thankfully thank God that it wasn't actually after a roof had collapsed on any children. It's not a quarry. Matter of chance. Matter of chance, as you say, Julia. And and I think that, you know, with 150 schools, what are the odds it's going to collapse at some point? Um, and I think that, you know, it's going to be one where we're going to see in other buildings as well, not just schools. It's hospitals. Hospitals, it's you know jails, it's the MOJ, yeah. other government buildings as well. Well, and council buildings. To be fair, they're all on the beach, so they're fine. <laughs> their, their biggest fear is getting hit by a falling coconut from a palm tree. We're glad to know the council have took preventative measures yes, to ensure that this didn't yes. happen. How good of them! How good of them! Yeah, just work from home. Everyone, everyone, just stay at home for the rest of your life. As long as you're not in one of those. Uh, yeah, flats. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, I have to say, when these sort of stories emerge, mm. I do just find myself just going, for the love of God. Are we a twenty? Are we? Are we, are we in the twenty-first century? Are we a first-world country anymore? Mm. We just seem to have a collection of these. And I know America's dealing with a lot of this as well. They've got massive structural issues. They've basically not dealt with any of their infrastructure yeah. for for decades. And again, chickens do come home to roost. Um, and, and we've seen this with the classrooms. And well, look, there was a massive, massive big spend. Um, basically, a load of oil money went on. I mean, it's North Sea oil money went on refurbishing loads of schools and hospitals under Blair and Brown, and that was very much needed. Yeah. And anyone who'd gone into a, an NHS hospital at the time or gone to a state school would know. Um, but again, you know, 
that was a long time ago. And anyone, you know, just in your own home, you'll know how much you need refurbishment, especially when you've got thousands of people coming through every single day. And also the debate changes, right? So Rack was seen from the 50s to the 90s as this great cheap way of getting yeah. concrete in building. And it turns out uh, it wasn't actually. And there were lots of how big issues. How many times have we heard this? Yes. And again, the cladding, what a great way of making mm. buildings look nicer for local people. That's what happened with Grenfell. They yeah. wanted to look nice for the posh people in Kensington, but also to provide um, a, a lot of insulation Again, these things are, we're constantly being sold things mm. that are apparently the great solution. Um, it is only a matter of time before all the latest set of stuff that, that you know, I don't know, it's going to be electric vehicles. It's yeah. going to be some, the, the batteries are going to cause cancer. We know we'll, we'll find something mm. because it turns out you can't do this stuff on the cheap. No, you can't. And since the 1960s, Britain has only spent two thirds of the OECD average on capital expenditure. We see the results of that in all different things, like the fact we're yeah. using rat concrete. Um, and it's going to lead to bigger problems down the road. That's the danger. And taxpayers yeah. are the ones left to pick up the pill. Absolutely. Well, loads more to talk about on this. We're going to be talking to top guests on this. Gillian Keegan, the Education Secretary, is going to be uh, taking questions in the House of Commons about this. Um, I do want to uh, ask what you think, though, because I do think it's a question of to blame. Who's to blame here? Um, with hundreds of schools, basically not even knowing today when schools, a lot of them are supposed to be coming back, they don't know if their buildings are safe. Uh, the Department for Education doesn't know if the buildings are safe amid concerns about this collapsing rack concrete. Um, who's to blame? And tell me why. Tell me why you think whoever it is to blame. I want to hear from you. Do get in touch. Tweet me at Talk TV. Text 8722. And you can give us a call on 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Breakfast. See it. Hear it. Think it. Thank you for listening to the best of Julia Hartley Brewer. Don't forget to catch me live tomorrow morning from 6.30 on DAB, Smart Speaker and online at talkradio.co.uk. Talk Radio and Talk.